You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. See if this sounds familiar. So you're on the range, you're warming up, you're feeling good. You got your boys there and you got a tea time in 10 minutes, right? You're, you're striping it on the range. Whatever club you pull. I like where you go. Stripe, stripe, stripe. Yeah. All right. You get the call. The starter's ready for you. you. Stroll over to the first tee. You got some people having dinner on the balcony up here, lunch. You got people walking around. And it's your turn to tee up, and everybody stops. And all eyes <laughs> are on you, and you can feel it. Now that, that, that striped range session felt like seven days ago. And now all of a sudden it feels like your first swing in the day. Right? And what normally happens? Okay. So <laughs> what normally happens, first of all, you, you can barely get the ball on the tee because <laughs> your hand's shaking. The second thing you, you normally do is probably don't go through your routine because your mind is elsewhere. It's, it's, it's racing now. And the third thing you do is you try to steer the ball off the tee and like, please, Lord, make contact. You try not to hit a bad, a bad shot. shot. And the, what always happens when you do that? You're hitting a bad shot. You're hitting a bad shot. It, it's, um, it's a paradox in a way because, you know, you think that trying to add, to over control the situation will help, but that only leads to making bad swings, losing your timing, you lose your rhythm, you kind of lock up in your muscles because that fight or flight response kicks in. And if you go to flight mode, right? Yeah. You go to flight mode where you kind of play defense, it's not your true golf swing. Like, out of, uh, I it doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah. There's physiological changes. And I remember Nick Faudo talking about this. He said, if he had to do it over, it was a great question. It was like if, if they were doing a practice. It might have been one of the old playing playing lessons they used to do on the golf they were, channel. They were great, by the way. Yeah, and I don't remember who exactly was doing it with him, but he asked a great question, or she asked a great question. It was, uh, if you had to do it over again, would you change anything about your practice rounds? He, he thought, and he was like, I would change two things. So one, I wouldn't drop every ball in the fairway and, and, and hit into these holes from always from the fairway. I'd look at some bad shots where you're most likely going to be. And then two, he said, I would practice hit more tee shots with a more restricted turn because when you get under the gun and things get tight and that, that flight or fight kicks in, he said the physiological changes is your torso starts, the muscles start to constrict and you start to shrink and you physically can't make the turn you're used to making. Now what do you do? Do you have a golf swing that's kind of pressure proof? Yeah, it's uh, you, actually I think even to take one step above that when your body does that, I think all the blood kind of goes to your core, and that's why you have a hard time having any feelings. Feel, in your yeah, hands. when you got a putt in the same situation. Yeah. yeah. So the, the funny part about that is I've taught a lot of junior golfers. I, I spent. <laughs> 
a lot of time teaching at different academies over the years with kids, and they always say the, the funniest stuff. And one of the kids would be like, oh, man, my nervous swing is really good. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, what did you just say? He said, my nervous swing is good. I mean, I get a tournament on the first tee. I'd strike that thing down the middle. I was like, you know what? That's pretty smart. He he had played – what he told me is, you know, I used to get so – I he goes, I used to be scared of that, but now he's like, I look forward to that because I know I hit a good shot because I've done it enough. And um, he goes, I just – you know, I just try to make a hard swing at it. And it's funny that he said that because I remember when I was a kid, I struggled with the first tee. Like, I was a good ball striker on the range. I mean, my dad caddied for a lot of tournaments when I was a kid. And he's like, nobody's hitting it better than you out here, man. How are you shooting these scores? Make you feel good about yourself. So I get on the first tee. I'd stripe. Th- you know, my thing was I want to hit three drivers and go the first tee. Hit three drivers pretty good to get to the first tee. I mean, and it was literally every time for a while. It was out of bounds. It was it was wide right. It was in the front yard, not even the backyard. It made it over the houses into the front yard. <laughs> and the best thing he said was, because he coached my baseball teams too. I was lucky I have a great dad. He, co- he coached all my teams. I know yours did too. And uh, I pitched baseball, and he always knew when I was throwing too many balls and walking batters, I was trying to steer it. Uh, I was trying to steer the baseball. He's like, don't, don't try to steer the ball. Look at the mitt and throw it as hard as you can. So we tried to bring that to my golf game. He said, when you get on the first tee today, I remember the tournament was in Bar Harbor. When you get on the first tee today, hit the ball as hard as you possibly can. And I don't care if it goes nine miles off the golf course. I can't watch you make another one of those careful swings. (laughs) That was, was good like that. And, uh, and that was it. I never, I never had a, a problem driving. I might hit bad drives at the first tee, but I'll tell you one thing: it wasn't because I was trying to steer it anymore. Yeah, it's you know, had to be the same in basketball. Yeah, so I've I've never hit a golf shot on national television. I've taken plenty of basketball shots on national TV, and and you've seen it if you've watched any college basketball where you're there on the foul line and and you got all that just craziness, especially now where they got those big head signs posting up behind the backboard. (laughs) It's pretty funny actually, but on camera, it looks like that's all you can see. Right. And it's like, you, you you lose depth perception on camera, but you know, when, when you're there in that, and the first time you experience, I don't care who you are, there's nerves and you feel that body change. And, but you can see if you're not the one taking the shot and you're there on the key and you're watching the guy taking the shot and you can see kind of the eyes change, you know this is coming up short. Like so, you, so you can see everybody start to position themselves to get the short, quick rebound. And then if you go up there and you see the guy's got kind of a half a smile on his face, you're like, all right, he's probably going to go in. Wow. But it's a, it's a completely different story when you start adding layers. And it doesn't matter if you're Tiger. With Tiger – he felt pressure like everybody else. He just dealt with it better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like you're not, nobody's immune to the situation, whatever. If your situation is fourth flight or club championship or whatever, there's always something out there that is going to cause that reaction in your body. It doesn't matter what level you're at. No. And and we've done a lot of um, work and talked with Debbie Cruz a lot. Dr. Debbie Cruz is one of the, I mean. She's unbelievable. Unbelievable sports psychology and how the brain works. And she's worked with military. You know, you, you start getting some of these elite military guys to step out of a, an airplane with a parachute on their back in the middle of the night with oxygen mask on. It's like you can't get over the – you can't avoid the fear. You just have to expect it. You have to relish it and just know that that's part of, you know, the whole experience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're stepping on that first tee and, and 
the lady over there puts down her sandwich because she wants to see where this ball goes, and you f- swear you can feel every eyeball turn to you. It's like that should almost get you motivated and amp you up more. Like you said, to swing out of your shoes almost. Yeah, hit a hard shot. And what you're going to wind up doing is making a normal swing that you were just hitting over there on the range. Yeah. But you're not going to make that steered shot. And it's one of the reasons why we, we've captured this information for a long time, not just us, but pretty well known. Guys on tour, let's say, when they're practicing on like a Monday and they're, they're you know, having, making equipment change or need to get their shaft changed or whatever, they typically can't swing as fast as they do on Thursday. Game speed. Game speed. Because it's amped up. Everything, there's more eyeballs there. There's more bodies there. There's electricity It means there. something now. It means something now. They've done it so often that that's kind of almost, they're kind of sleepwalking if you play with them on your home course. But now they're in front of the crowd. Now that's their arena. But if you're not used to doing that, it, it's a shock to the system. So you've, you've got to expect it. Don't try to avoid it. You're wasting energy if you try to avoid feeling nervous. And that's part of the fun of the game. I mean, yeah. I know Jack Nicholas didn't even want to play if he didn't have nerves. That's the best player of all time. He's like, I knew I didn't care. I wasn't going to play good. He goes, if I wasn't a little bit nervous, I wasn't going to play good. He said, I didn't care enough. And I've heard David Tom say the same thing. He, you know, he likes to feel a little something. And he said the one time he felt so nervous, though, he didn't think he, I, he told me he didn't think he was going to be able to put the ball on the tee. It was his first Ryder Cup. A lot of guys say that, yeah. yeah. It's like something about playing for your country and all that. Even someone like David's. Won majors, 14 wins. 14 times. There's something out there that still makes him very nervous where you've, you've, you know, you couldn't put the tee in the ground. Or it was, he was know, the hands were shaking, yeah. So it, no matter who you are, you're going to have those situations, um, you know, relish in it. Like that's telling you you're doing something kind of fun. Yeah, that, that's, right? that's like, it means something to you. It's not It's not that you're doing something bad. It's you're doing something fun. Yeah, you're alive at that point. That makes you feel like you're <laughs> yeah. living, right? You're doing something you love to do. It's causing a little bit of nerves. And I think, I mean, I read, I've read read about a lot of books over there. It's not every book. You've read books? <laughs> Believe it or not, I've read a couple. Bob Rotella's books were good, yeah, right? Yeah, classics. And he always said, you know, you're going to have butterflies. You just got to get them to try to fly in formation. Yeah. And that was a pretty good quote. It's like, okay, I'm, I know these are coming. I'm going to deal with them. I'm going to enjoy them. And the cool part about it is you're going to swing fast. You're actually going to hit a long drive on the first tee. It, it can be a big advantage. Because you'll jump up to swing speed a little because you got a little bit of adrenaline pumping. It means something. So next time you get on the first tee and everybody stops what they're doing and <laughs> makes the look out, let's look and see who's hitting the ball and where it goes, just get up there, tee it up, go through your routine, and that's a – topic for another day but your routine is kind of that, that that will ground you right you need something that's not crazy yeah. to fall back on it grounds you that routine get in there a couple looks at the target and think about mike and i saying this go ahead and <laughs> hit it hard on the first tee and and just go chase it don't worry about where it goes as soon as you get worried about the outcome you're, you're toast. then you're toast yeah so you know i forget who said this as well i think someone told me this just hit the ball like you're hitting it into the ocean you know, line up to yeah. where you want to go, but make a swing like you're standing on the beach hitting the ball in the ocean. You can't care too much about the result. And um, to me, th- those are just things that have helped me over the years and I uh, know probably can help you too. My dad told me something very similar to what your dad did. He goes, if you're going to hit a bad tee shot on the first hole, make it farther down the, f- you know, make it farther down the hole so your, yeah. your recovery is shorter. Exactly. Yeah. That makes complete sense, especially um, if you're short and crooked. That, that, uh, that <laughs> It's a bad hurt. combination. No, not good. All right, so next time you're walking to the first tee, look around. 
Like, really, know that your other playing partner is going to go through the same thing. Yep. If you can get to the tee first, let one rip, you just add into their pressure.